G'day guys, Tom here. Today's podcast is something really, really different. We've never done it before. I sat down with JP one-on-one and asked him a bunch of questions so that you can get to know the bloke a little bit better. Now, if you've been part of our community or interacted with us previously, you've probably already spoken to JP. Now, it would have been over one of three things. He's either rinsed you because of your current betting patterns, he's either told you to join the Platinum Squad, or he's already changed your mindset and made you a shit ton of money through match betting. Now, whatever it may be, you're still going to learn a lot about the bloke today. If you haven't been part of our community and you've got no clue who this JP bloke is, let me give you a quick synopsis. He's made over 350 grand from match betting. He's built two communities, the Hustler Squad and the System, that are over 1,200 members strong and would have conservatively taken over $20 million off the bookies over the last three years. I guarantee that you'll learn something about JP today that you didn't already know, and it's going to help you understand a bit more about why we do what we do and how it's going to help you. Hope you enjoy it and leave us some feedback in the comments below. Cheers. All right. Well, we're back today with something a little bit different. Yeah. Me and you don't really sit down very often and just talk about shit. Mm. And I feel like a lot of people don't really know who you are or yeah. kind of where Hustler started, where it's got to and why it's all possible. So I thought today we sit down and just learn a little bit about JP and Hustler. I think it'd be great for the members, but also maybe people that have no fucking idea looking to start a business, anything like that. Might get something out of it. So it's something a bit different, but basically I'm going to interview you. So I want to start off with this. In the last week of December, 100 new subscribers, yep. 60 new Platinum Squad members. If you think back to when you first decided to start all of this with Curabelle, mm-hmm. did you ever see it getting there, having a week like that? Uh, if I'm honest, I didn't even think that far ahead. Like it wasn't a... Like, I'd never done anything like that before, so I didn't know. Like, the original aim of... You probably got this as a question, but the original aim of, like, creating Hustler Squad was to teach match betting to people in the USA. And then after two months of making content... Was that Kiro or you? Kiro mainly. Yeah. Two months of making content in my house during the start of COVID, um, I discovered that there was a massive hole in the Australian market that I wanted to focus on before even considering USA. And then all of a sudden, within two months, we'd built, or I'd built a Platinum Squad course and then we had Hustle Squad essentially. But in terms of thinking that far ahead, how many members and stuff, uh, we didn't think like that. We do have this uh, Google Excel file, which looking back on it, we had these like expectation of number of members after certain periods of time. Do you remember what they were? Yeah, they're wrong though because what happened on those mem- on those things and you can probably talk about that graph maybe later if you're going to mention it. Uh, essentially like we're expecting things to like double and like keep doubling yeah, yeah. and like that's not how business works. Well, that's not how the world works. Exactly. So like we had things like after one month we would have 20 platinum members. After two months we would have 50. Then after six months we would have 300, like shit like that, which was just like not realistic. But yeah. That's what was on the thing. I guess you have to have some sort of target though to work towards yeah. to see if you're... Well, actually, maybe you don't. I feel like you and I probably changed that kind of shift mm. maybe over like the last six months in terms of 
you can have goals, but like, like, do do you stop when you get there, or do you raise them, or like, well, like, do you know what I mean? Like, what's the what's the point of having the actual goal itself, as opposed to just mm. you're you're like a workhorse, like you like to just get shit done, and then when shit gets done, you just get other shit done. Well, Were you always like that? I mean, I don't think I was self-reflective enough to know that shit like until the last two years. Like even up until like probably start of last year, I, I'm someone who's kind of always been on my phone a lot like through my 20s and then not realising that, for example, that can have a negative impact on other shit in my life. Whereas now I'm like, I, I'm very quick to like identify inefficiencies, efficiencies, what I'm really good at, what what holds me back, shit that like, I need to delete or stuff. like it for example I've just bought a Nokia because I want to stay off my smartphone through the day because it distracts me and now I've worked out that doing that has massively improved my efficiency at work mm-hmm. using work time as just work time and then off and then spending time with Laura or whatever separating that so workhorse constantly want to get better kind of that stuff I mean when you start this stuff, you're like, oh, great, great, I've made like, we've made like X dollars. That's what it was now when you I started. Now I want to make yeah. way more. Yeah. And it's like, but then you have to be careful. And Jackson, my best mate, has been huge for this. He's like, you've got to be careful of your goals because if your goal is like never ending, then you'll never essentially be satisfied. But at the same time, there's people out there like, oh, I just want to like make fucking 10 million and retire and go live in the fucking Caribbean. Yeah, and it's they like, won't be satisfied. In what world either. is that actually what you want to do? Like, it's, it's all good in theory. But like, for me personally, I wouldn't, like, yeah, cool, you can switch off for a month or two. But like, I want to do things. Yeah. My brain needs to keep doing things. I want to actually learn new things. I want to get better at something. So me switching off retiring is like, that's not actually what I would like to do. Yeah. We'll come back to, to that yeah. topic like a little bit later. You kind of briefly touched on it, but like, why did you actually start Hustler Squad? Like, I know that we've spoken about it briefly in previous podcasts about, you know, you had no purpose or mm. not you were sick of match betting, but like, what was the point? But like, like, why did you actually start it? Well, there's a pattern in my life which is pretty consistent. The same shit keeps happening. So, like, I'll discover something new, start, like, trying to monetize it pretty much straight away. So, like, for example, selling cans in high school. Started with that. So for those of you who don't know, sold soft drink cans to nines and tens. Made, like, a couple of thousand over a couple of years in, in high can school. Can you explain – can you actually dig – obviously, we went to school together, different yeah. year levels. But can you actually explain – you didn't just sell cans. Like, mm. walk us through the actual – what happened. I don't know how it started, but – I don't know, maybe I've got an idea. Like, obviously, the canteen would sell them for $1.50, like like soft drink cans, yep. Solos, Pepsi Max, all that. And then I one day decided I was going to start selling for a dollar at the school. Um, I don't know how I marketed it or whatever, but I started just opening up my locker with, with cans in them. But what um, was the process? Like, how did you get the cans to school? Where yeah, did you so buy them? Went to Woolies or whoever, found the cans for like 42 cents. Um, I had originally just like Sprite. Um, Sunkist, Pepsi Max, Pepsi. And you what, just put them in your bag? Yeah. Put them in the fridge the night before. Yeah, jeez. That became something I think I did later, yeah. Made them cold. (laughs) Brought like 20 a day. Mum would help me out, like getting them ready. And then come home, like sell them at lunch, sell them after school, get like through 20 most days, catch the bus home. So like people would buy them on the bus as well. And then, yeah, kind of kept getting bigger essentially. Like I had to start bringing like, sometimes I bring two bags because like there was not enough to fit in one. Yeah. 
um, and then eventually someone dobbed me into the school and <laughs> shout out to someone uh, well known to me. Yes, I think we can mention Josh, Josh Cowan on your Joshy. Um, then sort of the principal at the time, or maybe one of the higher end people in the in the school, came up and said like, you can't do this anymore. Band, and then Mr. Rolf, who was promo the, band. Yeah, <laughs> he he would come past. And like he'd see me walk into school, like all, all through the corridor, like in the morning, and he somehow would cross paths, and he'd bang the bag to see if, to check if there was cans in there. Um, after this is after I was banned. Is that so, the first money you ever made? Uh, ooh, good question. Um, yeah. And you you don't strike me as you didn't have jobs, did you? Like you didn't no, work, did. you didn't work at Macca's or do a paper route. Nah, or... but I did. I had um, I worked for uh something called the Promotions Factory, which was. They had like stalls outside of the MCG selling like AFL merchandise. Oh, yeah, I actually remember you did this. Yeah, so that I do that like, I think that was um, year. Did you do that at the Australian Open as well for a bit yeah, or not? Australian Open too. Year, yeah. Um, I reckon I was first year out of uni or year twelve. I think it was first year out of uni. I used to go do it like once a week. You use like twenty twenty dollars an hour, eighteen bucks an hour. Yep. Whatever, five hours. Go to go to work. Go home. Um, and then I did uh, that at the tennis for two years, same company. And then we moved into, I basically had a falling out with that company because they had favorites and it was a real sort of... And you weren't a favorite? Nah. <laughs> and it was very fucked. Like it was like one, pe- one person could do something and then if someone else did it, it was like... The world was ending. The, like you get sacked essentially. And yeah, I remember, yeah. funny story, I actually got like told to stop my shift once because... I had a girlfriend at the time who came and like sat in the store while I was there and we told her like Aaron uh, Holmes, yeah. who was the manager of my shop, she was like saying hello to me or whatever. She wasn't like annoying anyone. It was like dead, no one there. And she's like, oh, just go pump balls behind the counter. And like she was sitting there behind the counter while we were working, pumping balls, like out of uniform. And then the managers, like the bosses walked in and saw her there Correct. and like they full on just like pretty much cut me then and there from the yeah, from the thing and then I reached out to them and sort of asked them what the problem was and they like fully just said no nah, no reason you got cut I'm like so it wasn't because of this like nah and I'm, and then I just fully rinsed them on a text message I was like 20 <laughs> I'm like if you people want to like beat around the bush in business like you got to be honest with people and I just never worked for that company again and I kind of worked out that probably not then I knew but I don't want to work for like in, in, in companies because there's just so much shit like that. I'm sure you know you've worked in places. I don't know if it was like yeah, that. Yeah. But any, any workplace, there's like fucking, what's the word? Um, Just like gossip and fucking yeah. shit. That's just rubbish. Anyway. Yeah, no, fair enough. But uh, yeah, did and that. Then it, and then it woke the match betting beast? Uh, Not not directly, but then I cre- uh, did, started match betting. Obviously, didn't create it, but I discovered it. Didn't like look up any education. I actually found it myself looking at... Uh, had a bet 365 bonus turned it over on a line like a yeah, yeah, line yeah, yeah. 50 percent or whatever it is but i didn't do the stake not returned i just stake returned assume it was going to so win fucked up. but it won yeah, and then okay. i didn't realize until after anyway that was 2014 that was fourth year of uni because i was studying osteo from 11 12 13 14 to my fourth year um made probably like once i created a few accounts i made like 500 bucks my brain has always been like all right, if I can make 200, how do I make 10,000? Like, that's just how I operate. And that's probably the, like, the consistent thing. When I say my, my life's a sequence, the same things happen. I'll, I'll see an idea. Straight away, I'm like, how do I make this into a business? And I've had many failed businesses. They're not even businesses because I didn't yeah, even yeah. get to that. But ideas that have just started, failed, started, failed. And 
so before match betting 2012 um had an ebay store selling like anything from phone cases to iphone cables to whatever and then one of my mates at the time kevin he created he had an idea where he was selling fake long champ bags <laughs> yeah and he came to me because his ebay account got banned because they said, were fake yeah yeah. And he's like, can I sell these on your account? And that period of time, the new iPhone had just been released with the iPhone 4 cable going to the 5. Mm-hmm. So the one we have now. And Well, I think they've changed again now. Well, yeah, the, the, the lightning cable. To USB. No, I think the newest ones are USB-C, but anyway. Yeah, they were the USB to the old one. Yeah, now yeah. they're C to, US, to, to that. Yeah. Anyway, he that was created. Everyone was buying him. And then I, I started doing, like got him from China, deal with people in China, in China, like tell them what I want, order them in. And then we just had hundreds of these things selling while I was at uni. My second year, I was like selling 10, 15 an hour. Was that from your house though? Or were you drop yeah, shipping yeah. like straight from nah, the factory? From my house, posting yeah. myself. Yeah. Anyway, so during this period, that's when Kevin came and said long champ bags. And I was turning over, I would say between five and 10K a week in terms of like yeah, for only two weeks though. And in, in that two weeks, my whole eBay account got banned. My PayPal got deleted. They held something like 12K of my money for six months, which is fucked um, just because refunds and stuff. And then I had all these people buying my shit, but they couldn't like pay because there were, the pay thing got deleted and yeah, I couldn't fuck. do anything. Then I created one of my mum's name, mate's accounts, whatever, and they just kept getting linked and then I just gave it up. Yeah. Um, but basically that was about to take off and then it got stopped by that. Uh, and then, yeah, discovered match betting, probably started some other things. Me and Kiro sold like iPad cases on his account in, in through uni, 2013, 14 as well. One Direction hoodies. One Direction hoodies as well. Ticket scalping. Yep, ticket scalping. And then... Did you do much. iPhone scalping? No. Like the brand, no? You didn't buy like the brand new ones oh, where you could buy like two of the brand new ones and then they go on pre-sale and you sell them to the people that wanted them desperately? Nah, but I had, I, I wanted to. I tried to do that a couple of times, but it yeah. didn't work. I don't yeah. know why. No, that yeah. was so hard to get. Yeah. So yeah, you've done a lot. I, I feel like in most podcasts, we've discussed match betting heaps. So I don't think we need to go down the path of how much you've made or yeah. like, I think we've touched on that enough and I don't really want that to be the main focus of this but I think a lot of the time people see us, but more so you as like the matched betting guy. Mm. When in reality, I think that now, like this is a lot bigger than just match betting. Like yeah. the business that's been built, the community, like there's 600 subscribers on the system, 930 Platinum Squad members. Like that's going to take over a thousand soon. Yeah. We've got 15 or 16 members of the team now, yeah. part of the business. There's an office, you know, significant overheads. Does... Does being known as like the match betting guy, does that bug you? That you're pigeonholed into that uh, slightly? A little bit, yeah. Because I think I'm broader than that, more general than that. I think that's where I'm going to start trying to do some more stuff. Just not sure how, what time that enables, like how, how I can fit that into my life. I'm not sure yet. But yeah, like there's, and, and people in the community will, will know this because they've done the content or they've heard like the voice messages or the sermons, whatever that come through. Like, I'd like to think that I've changed a lot of people's lives, not, not sounding arrogant. That is literally fact. Um, hundreds of people within the community would have been positively influenced by directly me as well as you guys. Um, but especially early on, like a lot of the most successful members have been like a byproduct of like personally mentoring and even this is happening in probably Osteo as well. 
when I was in Ostia, I never really did it full time. I always kind of did my match betting as my primary income. But I'd get like someone in a room first session in and they'd seen three, four other physios or whatever. And they'd come in and just like the, the impact straight away because of the way I kind of approach things. I'm very direct, very blunt, very honest, weigh up things quickly and can analyze uh, someone else's problems very quickly and say things that they probably don't know or haven't worked out yet. And all of a sudden, the penny drops for them very quickly because of what I tell them. The same thing happens with match betting in the community. Um, it's all good and well to teach people how to make money, but like, if you're not like teaching them life skills, mindset, all that shit. So that's the area. I guess you can call it mentoring. I'm like very good at one-on-one tailored advice and very quickly identifying like, hey, I can speak to you, and within 30 seconds, I can know like your traits. You're, and you're like, we're all doing this now because we, we've spoken to heaps of people. But um, from day one, that's what I was strength at. And that's where match betting probably, you don't assume like that would be happening in a match betting education course or whatever. Um, so I guess, does it bug me? Yes, but at the same time, like time will tell. Like I'll make that, I'll, I'll work on that and make this more of a... I had written down here, you kind of already touched on it, but I had written down here that a lot of the most successful members in the community... Right now, if you get them on a podcast or if you ask them how they started, what happened, they almost always mention either speaking to you or getting rinsed by you at some point along the journey. Now, rinsing is subjective. Like, it's never like you're a piece of shit. It's more so like, you know, you're holding yourself back. Wake up, do this. But like, do you enjoy coaching people and challenging like people, especially members of the community to be better? This was why I was able to be good at osteo, even though I probably didn't like it. And I didn't know that I needed to do something else until the COVID time came. And it kind of like, I couldn't practice for two weeks and I I stopped osteo. And then all of a sudden I realized that that act of doing osteo was like the anxiety in my life that I was like unaware of. And I was like stressed out every time I have a patient, I'd like cancel heaps of them or I'd delay them. But why? Like what actually was causing that? Yeah, I'm still not able to identify whether it's flat out. I don't like being governed by a specific time, I think. I think that was the problem. It sounds really stupid, but like if you told me we've got an appointment and I've got to call you at six o'clock and there's an there's a expectation that I'm going to make you better in that, it's kind of like I hate that because at like 5.30, this is like it sounds dumb because you can just be organized and be ready for six, but I don't like that set in stone sort of idea. And then once that was taken away, it just freed up all this like stress that was in my head when I didn't know. And then all of a sudden, match betting hustle was created. You, you definitely um, aren't a normal operator. Like you are someone that's yeah. like, oh, JP, we're making this video. Or I might do like the audio of it. And then you'd be like, yeah, I'll do it. And then like, I'll wake up in the morning and I'll have texts from you at like 2, 3 a.m. And you're yeah. doing it then or whatever. Like well, you definitely yeah. don't adhere to the norm in terms of like the way that you operate. Not that that matters, but you also don't, like a lot of people don't know, you n- almost never drink. Yeah. Haven't sipped soft drink in what? 15 years i find that fascinating yeah. as someone that would drink a pepsi max or a solo zero probably once a day you haven't yeah. done that in what 15 yeah, since years year nine lent or year but 10 lent, year lent. <laughs> school and you, you just like uh, you, yeah i mean you're a different operator yeah you surely you agree with that i think that's yeah. why you're also good at like Sorry. telling someone how it is yeah because you don't get caught up in what everyone else is doing mm. you never have I'd like to see. I uh, this is a funny one I've noticed recently. You I don't need shit. Like yeah. I'm just trying to think of all these. Other well, I do. Things, it, like uh, people will think like, oh, he, this guy's a fucking like 
I still have pizza, burgers, like all sorts of shit like that. Yeah. It's more just like I don't I've never really liked sugary shit like soft drink. Like I had it when I was a kid, had like everything as a kid normal. And then I kind of gave it up. And now it's like I would comfortably have soft drink now, no problem. But now it's more Surely of a Surely like, not. Yeah, I don't care. But yeah. like I've done it for 15 years now. It's like so you're just going to not keep doing do it. it. But yeah, I don't yeah. care. Like I've had, I've drank here and there, whatever. I know if it, if I decide to drink one day or have a drink, I'll have one. But like yeah. it's not a... CCs? Yeah, I haven't had those for a while. Like a <laughs> but what, there was a question before that. I don't think I answered it properly. You said something about um, do I like coaching people? Uh, yeah, so I do. And same again, going back to osteo. Someone would come in, for example, overweight and they'd have a sore back or sore knees and they've seen three other people and not, not one of them's told them they need to lose weight. It's like, brother, your knee is fucked because you are carrying yeah, an extra 30 kilos. Yeah. But I wouldn't say it like that. I'd yeah, be like, of course. hey man, like, have you ever thought about like losing weight or do you understand how having more weight on your body can affect your knee? And it's, they don't really, they know, but they just need to tell. And then like one guy once like gave him a 12 week plan for his wedding kid lost 20 kilos for his wedding in yeah, like 12 nice. weeks and it's like just from one conversation and i feel like i'm very good at getting to the point with someone and, and telling them in a way like it, it mostly goes well but sometimes it can I was backfire gonna, yeah i was gonna say but that most I of the time like it goes your well. feedback is received one of two ways yeah but it's actually like surprisingly more like because sometimes i can go very hard at people and i'm expecting backlash but if they take it well then bang like they're they're going to be better for themselves it's hard to argue with like the truth or with facts and i always find it funny when you're speaking to members who are like think about the demographic that we deal with right yeah majority of the time they're 18 to majority now anybody can do much betting majority of the time they're 18 to 25 year old blokes yeah that understand betting but and the most successful ones probably understand that gambling, they're going to lose. Mm. And they've either found a way to win, they've discovered match betting themselves, or they've watched our content, they get it, and they just want to like fucking take it to the moon. And when you encourage somebody to do something or you're flat out blatant with them, like, my guy, I'm glad, I'm happy you've made two grand match betting, but if you keep doing what you're doing, you're going to fuck up, right? Mm. You need to join Platinum or you need to do this. Yeah. And it's either received one of two ways. All of the weapons in our community, you've had a conversation similar to that i reckon along their journey mm. and it clicks and they go yeah fuck and they don't get upset or salty they go yeah this guy's made 300k this guy's built this community this guy's done this mm. if i just fucking do this it's probably gonna happen for me too and they dominate but then there's the other people which is a smaller minority mm. that go fuck this guy he thinks he's better than me he's arrogant like if you could speak and you do speak to them but what do you say to all those people because at the end of the day, the only person that's losing in that transaction is them. Yeah. Some of them don't actually understand that yet. They eventually will. But whether it's quick enough for them to cash in on the opportunities is another thing. So, like, there's a guy in our DMs the last two days. You know who I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. He watches all the podcasts, but he's not platinum. And then he's like, says something like, I don't know if it's like worth it to join. Like, cause I already, like he said something like the value of people, the value of platinum decreases the more you know about betting, which is kind of in theory true, but it's not because. I think that's completely wrong. Yeah. Because there are people in our community. Oh, we said this a hundred, like we repeat ourselves. Like every day I'm learning new things from match betting. And 100%. like people will say like, how the fuck is that possible? But I would say if you if you think that it's not possible, you are flat out closed minded. Like you can't think you know everything ever. 
Like it's not possible. And if you only see, it's just it's just one of two ways. It's like if you see the cost, it's like I asked him, I'm like, do you think you're saving a thousand dollars by not buying platinum? And when you ask people that, I think they start to realize like maybe that they're being a bit silly because that one off cost could could equate to fifty K in the next two two years. Or it could be the thing that you're missing now that you don't know that's holding you back or like a hundred different possibilities just from putting your investment into that. And it's like, not just with that, it's like anything, like you, you're an idiot if you think you don't know everything. Oh, hundred percent. With When you were saying like some people that think they know more, that it's not worth it for them in platinum, I would actually argue that it's more valuable for them. If you have a setup that's working for you, I think this is with anything, but if you have a setup that's working for you and say you are making, you know, 20 grand a year from match betting if you improve that by 10 percent, like you, you're making another two grand mm-hmm. right whereas if you make 500 dollars a year from match betting and you improve 100 percent from joining platinum you're only making an extra 500 so the better you get at something yeah. you only have to improve by small percentages yeah. to make significant Correct. more gains yeah and that's why i think as well like when we have some weapons that have made like 150k and they say saw all your content yeah, bro, I'm just going to pay $900 because if I can learn one thing or if there's someone else in here doing something different because than me, they, they, yeah, they, they, they just get it. Like the gators the of the world, they like they just, just fully get it. Yeah. Mayos of the world. 100%. And, and I feel like we, I say we, but I think you do the most of this. Like we're actually building more people like that yeah. that will go and take the piss in other aspects yeah. of their life. Like because match betting can set you up, but if Which is the skills and the knowledge that you build and the mindset and the discipline and the habits of just yeah. doing the same thing over and over again... You just stack it on top of each other and then you've got all this proof mm. that you're a weapon and you don't even know it. Yeah. Often people say this, they go, even people we hire. Wait, I just, want to say one thing yeah, before yeah, we move on to it. the next topic. The, the same thing that we say though, like we're like sitting here maybe on our high horses a bit, maybe, I don't know, but hopefully it doesn't come across like that. But when you say like, when we say, oh, you can join this and you can improve, we're doing the same thing. Yeah, of course. Like we're buying shit. Like you're watching books. fucking videos, reading yeah, yeah. books. We're all doing the same. Like, if you're not trying to improve always, then like you're just gonna get passed by others. Slash, you're not gonna be the same. We'll get get the results that you could get um, doing Fully. those things. So like, it, it's not just in this. It's in anything. Like, le- leverage is one that we probably will talk about later. I don't know if you have any of those things, but like, no, I do. Have. Yeah, we'll, we'll discuss that going. a little bit later. I was just going to say that like people that members of our community, friends, family, people we hire, people who know you well, people that like know the whole journey, they always ask, and I know you get asked this all the time because I've seen it, like, Mm. what do you guys do? Like, so Mm. how many hours do you reckon you work a week and what does it actually look like? Yeah. (laughs) Um. Because I reckon you get asked that. Well, I get asked that a lot. Like, what the fuck? Like, you guys, it's tip on Saturday. What the fuck else do you do? Yeah. Even Tricky asked that on Saturday. Yeah. So, in a week. So, now it's a bit different as of the last two weeks because I've bought a Nokia. But prior to that, I would say that I'm working 12 hours a day, probably a bit more sometimes. Like, what's that? Like, between 80 and 100 hours a week. Yeah, I would agree with and you. And that so, sounds like pretty fucked. But like, it's not sitting there on a laptop Yeah, what does it day. look like? It's like, all right, if if someone DMs us or if someone asks a question on customer service or whatever, it's on your phone answer like 
whenever you can. Obviously, there's not just one of us doing it, but like it, it's every week's different. So one week, there might be a video that goes out on TikTok or Instagram that, that gets 50 DMs and we have to respond to them all personally. So I think the personalization of our business is where a lot of our time gets put. And that's where a lot of people don't understand what goes on behind the scenes. They just think, oh, we send the tips out. Oh, yeah, anyone can do this, whatever. You can do that maybe, but you won't get the same sort of outcomes. Like I said, the mentoring side of things, the nurturing side of things, that's where most of our time would go in. Then there's then there's the editing process. Then there's working with like our editors overseas or someone posting something or fuck, talking to the customer service coaches, telling them how to do things differently, telling them or them telling us, hey, there's an opportunity here to talk to someone. I can't do this conversation. I want you to come in. Like, there's shit happening all over the place. It's, Moving it's talking to Discord. Everywhere. It's like, like there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, managing Lenny with the sports system, managing sort of new mentorship program people, like making sure everything's going well with, with everything that sort of goes in the business. And it's not just me, it's everyone um, responding to emails. But like, what does it look like? Uh, it's, it's definitely like chaotic, I would say. There's no structure. And it's impossible, I would say, to actually create structure in a business like this. Like, there is parts, but like, overall, like, we can't control like how many DMs we're getting, how many new subs we're getting per week. That's changed based on that. That's the uncontrollable. So therefore, the outcome of that is like random every week. Um, yeah, cool. You can control who does what. You can control times you do things, but it's still a bit like all over the place. Yeah. So well, I think we're getting better at that, though. Yeah, and. and being more self-aware of like what works, what our time is getting invested into, what is most valuable to us, what's most influential to the business. E.g. like if I'm spending 40 hours a week editing a vlog from the weekend, like that's what's happened a lot of last year, like for all the, like the vlogs and like the podcasts and stuff, not so much podcasts, but more so vlogs, probably the, but inst- uh, before the last four, I would do every vlog. And like that would take me out of the business for like a week. Doesn't move the business forward. And then and then we, and you guys just get hammered, and we don't get the same results as when I'm doing other things. So like identifying that that's like self reflection. That's like identifying that hey that's inefficient. JP's a waste of fucking time doing vlogs. And then it's like, bro, you're not doing vlogs anymore. Fuck. If you see if you do another blog, fuck vlog, fuck off. Like don't don't come in or whatever. And like holding me accountable to that as well. So like, yeah, I mean, it's just a never ending sort of. Um, there's always something to do in the business and yeah, I don't know if that's, so that's, no, that's a good answer. So that's like 70 to 80 hours a week. I would say that that's pretty fair. Yeah. I'd say Laura might say that you work even more, at least maybe not the last two weeks. What do you do when you're not working? Um, yeah, so probably last year, especially and the year before I've gone off the boil when it comes to my training, which I've, I'm annoyed at i don't regret it but like training for what like what what does that mean yeah okay so like i've always been someone who looks after myself like health wise try and stay fit um but then the last three years i feel like i've gone backwards in that sense um what are some of the like for perspective what are some of the numbers that you're putting up when you're super fit like i know that i used to run with you back in the day when i was fit yeah like what were you used to hammer out 1ks in what yeah i do 1k repeats in like 315 yeah but like yeah, well, I mean, people that are running would know that that's like decent. Three, three fifteen per k. So like, I was pretty fit, but this is when I was like twenty, twenty one, maybe even a bit older, twenty three, twenty four. I still play footy. You did triathlons and shit. Yeah, I did tries for two years, um, and then I went back to footy. Kind of missed the competitive element. So I still play footy. 
but then it's hard to go to the gym during footy season to like the level I would now. But in terms of what a week or outside of work, gym, running, training, whatever, um, spending time with Laura, do a lot of like escape rooms, watch Netflix, watch movies. Probably want to do a little bit bowling. more. Yeah, I haven't been bowling for for about two years. I reckon probably. not many people would know that. You love bowling. Yeah, because this is, again, like I do, there's a trend. Like if I create something, I'd start a new habit, I have to like clock it or like be really good at it. So me and Jackson started bowling like 2018, 2019. And then next minute we're like not doing straight bowling anymore. We're doing like spin bowling. We're going to the bloody learning how the balls work, learning how the track works or the, 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 the grease, like, you know, what lane you're in, you know, how, how it moves. And we had to get 200, like I, I got a 200, Jackson still hasn't got a 200. So I've clocked, I've clocked well. it. I know Coffee you can check. get 300, but I'm never going to get 300. So 200 was what my aim was. I've hit it three times. And how many, what does that roughly look <laughs> like in terms of strikes? Uh, so you, you need to get sequence strikes, like combo in a row. So like, if you get like six in a row, it, it compounds like it, it, you get 30 every like strike. There's a yeah. formula. Yeah, so after like the third one, yeah. you start getting 30 every yeah, strike. Okay. So I think I hit six in a row is my best. And yeah, fuck. But you, you need to get a spare or a strike probably every every frame. Otherwise, you're pretty much cooked. Um, Jackson was stuck on, I think, 198 once. But Now anyway. that we're speaking about Jackson, yeah. I did have Jackson down here. Yeah. People won't know who Jackson is. They probably don't need to know who Jackson is, but Jackson is the coffee chief. Well, we did a podcast, me and Jackson did one. Yeah, you did actually. Um, but no one's probably seen it. Yeah. The, my question to you is, do you think that what you've done and built here yeah. has helped Jackson do what he's done? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, But also he's helped me massively. And oh, I don't give him much credit publicly or anything, but I'd tell him like personally, he, he says a lot of things that I laugh at and then three years later, I'll realize he was right. So for example, he, he used to rinse me for like shopping at Aldi to save $15, for example, on a shop. And he used to say things like, bro, you're fucking wasting like 20 minutes driving there. Fuck around, do this, do that. He goes, I'd rather just convenience go there. So like, he's a little bit ahead of his time in that sense. Like now I'm starting to realize, like, for example, doing things to me, for me that are like, not a waste of time, but like I could be doing something else. Everything's about time management now. Like for me, like, I feel like, the making money side of life is like it's not just how much can you make it's like what else is a byproduct of me investing my time there like could i do something else more efficiently so it's like if i go grocery shopping or if i start cooking dinner like now laura will do all the cooking she'll do like last night i went grocery shopping i called jackson i was on the way home from from a run and i just popped in and grabbed some shit and we're having this convo while i was in the shops and he's like why are you grocery shopping that's like a waste of time and i'm like yeah in, in fairness it is but i'm on i'm driving home so jackson's um business has he's now doing his second trailer i'll i'll i won't say like that he because of me or anything but i definitely like had conversations where he just kind of leveraged what i would tell him like for example going and working he went from making like two grand three grand a week electrician to then working 18 dollars an hour in a cafe to like rediscover the money sensitization like re yeah, he went back to like ground zero. Forced adaptation of like, fuck, I want to know what it feels like to have no money, which is what I did when I stopped match betting because I could easily go and like, especially when Hustle was creating, when I was making platinum, there was a two-month hiatus where I made a, when I made 30K in, in like six weeks and in that time I could have made platinum and then platinum was two months delayed from like May to July of 2020. And it's like, well, fuck, I've made 30K, but now all these people waiting for platinum after the free course. And it's like, yeah. I've been sort of, is it the red dress? 
The girl in the red dress, yeah. Yeah, like I've I've now like taken a short-term gain because I wanted instant gratification. Whereas if I stop match betting, the comfort's removed, the money comfort's removed. And he did the same thing with his business. And then he kind of realized, well, fuck, I actually hate what I'm doing. I'm going to do this. And then he started his business. And then obviously we've had conversations back and forth. He's helped me, I've helped him. Um, but he's been huge in terms of like, especially like more so the self-awareness of me rather than making the money on like the business less so but even so he's questioned um certain things about what we post he's like you should do this with your content and from an outsider who is more like non-biased he's been huge there like for example he'll say you need to stop posting about like rinsing people and like when we we first started we just rinsed multis and shit down he's like you need to help people yeah like certain things or like you should you should stop looking like you're homeless and, and make yourself look a little bit better or whatever. Yeah. And I kind of just like tell him, no, nah, he's an idiot. And then like two years later, I realize it's probably yeah. correct. So like, yeah, I still don't fully subscribe to that, but I do understand why yeah. why it's it can be seen as important. Yeah, but it, between me and him, like, I don't call him as much anymore because busy. But like, I've been he calls you to, a bit. Yeah, he calls me <laughs> most days. I only know that because he has a special he has a special ringtone on Jake's yeah. phone. But no, we've been. Um, he's opening up his second trailer. I was actually going to go in, into like invest with him, but I didn't end up doing that. But um, I think yeah, he, he's smart enough now to like see what he's done, and now he's going to. He's yeah, he's grown and done heaps of diff- yeah, like he he, he you can it. see that he's turning into like a weapon. Yeah, he's you, like he kind of already is one. But and like he said to me yesterday, I'm like, oh, what are you what are you trying to achieve by making this second trailer? He's like, I want to build an empire. Yeah. And like two two years ago, he was rinsing <laughs> build me. Build an empire. That's elite. He would never have said that. Nah. Two years ago, he he would said to me like what's your goal like what's your end goal like he always asked me what is my end goal with this whole thing and i always used to tell him like i'm not sure and then i kind of finally worked it out um and this has probably changed now but at the time i said something like i want to get to the point where the bookies are pretty much like ended because of us yeah now a lot of people hate that because then it's an, an end of their well, money people income. in that community will go oh no what the yeah. fuck um and that was the that was the the goal then um, but originally it was like kind of fueled on like, I would say f- really early on, like proving people wrong, but that's like, that's shit. Like if you've got goals of proving people wrong or you're trying to bring someone else down, your goals need to change quick. Otherwise your whatever you're doing is going to be fucked pretty quickly. I couldn't do this without, um, mentioning Can you put the aircon on, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. What were you going to mention? That? I was going to say that I couldn't um, go through this without mentioning a Hormozy quote. Yeah. And now's a good time for it because I think that you're, I reckon you're at the third part of this quote and it, and it goes like this. He says, if you can wait 90 days for a result, you can win. If you can wait a year, you can win big. If you can wait a decade, you can be the best. Mm. And if you can wait a lifetime, then you can change the world. Now, I don't know if your goal is to change the world, but I would say that, you know, you've got to the the third part of that. I'd say you've almost been in this game a decade now. Yeah. And I, I don't think it's hard to argue that what we have here is the best in the match betting space. Would you agree? Yeah. So, But not because where, of the match betting, because of the whole thing. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm just saying that the operation in itself yeah. has gone from, you waited 90 days, whatever, people bought into the free course. You waited a year, you started selling platinums. But... The decade started when you started match betting. Yeah. Or even when you started selling cans. Yeah. And now it's like, well, you, and you touched on it like you like changing the way people think or the way people yeah. act or, and you have helped, like you've changed people's lives. So who knows where the, whether the, uh, where the next step is. 
this is a bit more about actually let's go to you, you touched on leverage before mm. what does leverage mean oh it's it's means a lot of things but I'll, not in the uh, definition sense like nah. so it, how like, do you explain like when you say because you, you i've heard you say you speak to people and you say like you know just just pl- just leverage what we've built leverage mm. platinum what is what does that mean so all right you you can you can create oh, you can learn match betting and you can go and do it and work it out yourself which is what we did what i did i didn't leverage anything i just worked it out and then kind of leverage things later but you can learn it yourself you can make mistakes yourself you can do everything yourself but essentially that's going to take more time more energy and cost you more and whether you know that or not i'm not sure but there is no way where you can learn something faster your way when it's made for you our way another quote here from homozi <laughs> We pay for every lesson with either time or money. Yeah. And we can and we use the currency that we value least. Correct. So, so if you value time yeah. less than you value your money, then yeah. you will spend all of your Correct. time trying to learn something that you could just buy to learn. Yeah. And if you told me this six years ago, I would be no idea what this even means. I wouldn't know how to explain this. I would just be like, find the cheapest thing. If I can do it myself, I wouldn't buy it. Whereas now I'm like Which is how most people would think. Yeah. And it's like now I'm like, well, hang on. If I can, if I can achieve something a year faster, then bro, I'm, I'm a year ahead of where I could be doing it myself. I didn't look at it as, but it's going to cost me two grand or five grand to do that. So leverage can be that. So you're leveraging knowledge, experience, um, time, all that shit. The, going back, actually, Hustler, when we started, we had the first ever video we made. And Jackson, again, is, is the reason that this happened. The why, what, how which is no longer in our content. Mm-hmm. But if, if you look at the why, what, how of Hustler when it first started, the why was financial freedom. Mm-hmm. The, the what was um, knowledge, education, experience. And then the how was tutorials, walkthroughs, videos. That has now changed, but it's still there because financial freedom's there. The what is there and then the how's there but now that that's been multiplied so now we have like community we have the other things there so well things that you can't start with yeah correct you can't start with a community no. you can't start with a proven product correct you can't start with years of experience yeah exactly and so now the, the leverage we've spoken about that you can also leverage like leverage in in terms of like um people leverage banks to 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 buy a house to rent it out they're leveraging debt essentially but a they're lot of people, other people's money. Yeah, but a lot of people think they're leveraging when they're not because they don't actually know what they're doing. So they're there, there can leveraged. be negative leverage or the bank is leveraging them. Or if you're doing same game as like the book is leveraging you, shit like that. They're just, they're just like, every, the whole world's leveraged. The people who get ahead the most leverage the most. Yeah. Um, that's literally how it works, I think. Yeah, I, I would say that like you can leverage things as well, not just in match betting space. Like you can, you can leverage anything. So the easiest example of leverage is if you buy a book, for example, and if that book teaches you a skill, say you've spent 20 bucks on the book and the book teaches you two skills that allow you to make more than $20 or allow you to do something that you were already doing significantly more efficiently, you have leveraged that book. Correct. So in like the match betting space, if you leverage the community or you leverage Platinum, all it is simply saying is, 
could I, as a match better, make 50 grand in the next 12 months? Yes, you probably could. You could maybe do it on your own, maybe, but you would make umpteen amounts of mistakes along the journey. Or day one, you could invest and learn everything that there is right now, plus everything that will pop up in the community, plus all of the mistakes that XYZ has made, plus there's already a roadmap there for you to do it. And you're going to get wherever you want to go so much faster. So you can either save yourself 900 bucks or a thousand bucks and get there two or three years slower, Mm. or you buy something, learn it all, consume it all, and then do it and you get there so much faster. That's the easiest example of leverage. And I would say that almost nobody in life, I'd say a minuscule amount of people understand that. And then once they understand it, even go and use it. Yeah, and and 100%. But also when you said there, someone getting to where they could be with platinum or without platinum, I would argue they can't actually get to where they could be. So whether you said three years, I just don't think they they'll get to there because they they'll either get banned or they'll just run out of like they'll just have no guidance, no help, no they'll just yeah. I'd still say that some individuals could get they there. They could, yeah. But I would say most probably can't. You're right. But, most but comparing can't. it to what they would be with or without, yeah. you'll never catch the without. Uh, with you'll just never catch it because that would be it would just keep compounding faster but like you'll keep improving faster because you have everything else there that's multiplied you'll never catch the other person well this is the thing right like if you start levels behind somebody levels behind for you to get like and if they keep learning or keep improving or even like if you just keep operating at the same rate they're still always ahead of you yeah and i feel like people don't know because they're like oh well once like I can just learn everything that's in there. I'll learn it all myself eventually. And it's like, you might learn everything that was in there the day that you didn't buy it. But in 12 months time, yeah, there's going to be so much I mean. more shit in there that you won't learn or it'll take you another 12 months to learn it and you end up being so much further behind. Yeah, It's a, yeah. I feel like if more people grasped that kind of concept, they would move themselves along in their life way faster. Yeah, 100%. Way faster. Yeah, but it's also like not being scared to spend money. Like... The thing is as well, people people like should be encouraged more to like invest in, in knowledge experience, not just like our platinum score. No, no, no. Fucking anything. buy other shit. Like yeah, yeah. and but but the thing is people care too much about like, oh, but like what if I but if it's what if it's not worth it? What if I don't learn anything? You even if you didn't learn anything, which is not gonna happen but ever. You still did learn you're something. You still correct. And even if you what you listen to it all or you read a book or whatever and you didn't learn much, you still learnt that you knew a lot, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I could tell you something and you might know every step of the journey, but maybe you didn't know that that was the best way to do it or maybe you didn't know that something... It's just, it, there's no way, in my opinion, that you can't learn more of, of anything. Like, if it's the dumbest piece of thing ever, you'll still learn something from You can it. also leverage shit for free. Correct. Like, you could go speak to your grandparents or yeah. your parents and they're not going to be right about everything, but, no. like, if they provide... A perspective or something that's genuinely happened to them yeah like that's not true or false like that's just a fact yeah. so your mum goes you know um how do i think your mum tells you when you're 10 if you eat all your vegetables you know if you eat healthy yeah you, you'll like you'll live a more fruitful longer life like that's that's a proven fact mm. but you go fuck you mum. like i can eat whatever i want like i'm not yeah. going to listen to you that's leverage like you go and sit down with your <laughs> i'm just going to keep talking about emoji emoji talks about when he sat down with his granddad and he like asked his granddad like all these things like what do you regret in life what do you wish you did different all these things and he's like when i sat down and left that conversation i felt like 20 years wiser 
Yeah. Because he had all these things that this person had already experienced. It's like, cool, now I can just leverage how he felt or what he didn't do and I'm going to do it or not do it. This is something that I personally think I'm really good at is like I will hear something from someone or watch something and then I can like multiply that better into my life or help others. So like I have a hard example, but like for example, I read Sabri's book um, sell like crazy or whatever it is within like two days I've already like made myself I'd say 50% more efficient at like doing certain How much things did that in book the business cost? Uh, 99 cents yeah okay I, I bought the hardcover I think it's like 20 bucks but no, yeah that's, the point that is that's, that's leverage <laughs> yeah. that's leverage yeah and like coming into the business now like from I've only read 50 pages by the way I haven't finished the book which is something I do quite often I don't finish things but like within within a week I was telling you these things and I felt like I was speaking Chinese to you because you just didn't understand what I was well, saying. Well, you were. Yeah. But then two weeks later, you read it and you're like, fuck. Like, what the fuck yeah, I felt are we doing? Like, I felt like we were shit. <laughs> but that's that's like, that's the thing. Like, now I feel like, especially with that concept, I've got now someone who speaks my language. And a lot of the time, I sometimes feel like I'm in my own world when it comes to like seeing things. So like, I will see things. I've, I've spoken about this with Kira. I, call myself a delusional optimist like i'll say something dumb like not dumb but like unrealistic as it seems at the time but then it happens but i already knew it was going to happen because i was going to make it happen and to someone else they hear that and think oh you're just a fucking idiot you're an arrogant person whatever you're never going to achieve that and then just like six months later it happens and it's like well i already saw that happening because i could see it's kind of like i was talking to lenny before about chess he's like oh i played my cousin he's he saw a mate in nine moves like nine moves he saw ahead it's kind of like how I see certain things, especially in, in match betting and this area of industry or whatever it is. I can kind of see and predict what's going to happen sometimes before others, um, which I think I use to my advantage as well. And it's good to know that we're now working with a team that's starting to get better at that. Everyone's starting to do that, um, which is good. So To quote, to quote the uh, great Merton the Monk yeah. in our community, when I read that book, I literally felt like Merton when he joined Platinum. Yeah, you know like, nothing. Like, I knew nothing. Yeah. Like, genuinely, I was sitting there, like, and the first, like, chapter of the book is, like, explaining. is like, I'm going to sit down and explain exactly what you're doing right now mm. and how you feel yeah. and why it sucks. And I read all of it, yeah. and I was like, fuck me. That's literally That's what, literally us. Yeah. Like, we're doing, we're doing all these things. We're making all these mistakes. We're making our life so much harder than it needs to be. Yeah. And that would be like... And, and we're in the match betting space, so I don't feel bad linking it back to that. That would be like someone who's done some match betting, opens up Platinum, goes through defense and sustainability and goes, fuck me. That's why I lost 18, my first 18 accounts. Yeah. I made every single mistake that JP walked through. And so many people say that all the time. Yeah. People go, yeah, oh, I, the coach, they join system and they go, hey, Max, yeah, mate, like... I lost my Swift bet, my, my bet nation, and I lost my bet 365, and I know exactly why. Someone watched the video, JP. Yeah, someone I had a call with last week who's from another service that uses software. He didn't actually know how to use Betfair yeah, properly because he, he'd been relying on a tool that does it for him. And I, I was baffled. Even though I've said this, like I say a lot of things that are like logically true, but I technically haven't proven them. But they end up most of the time being true based off anecdotal evidence. But this one I've said like, and we kind of knew this, but I'm like, if you use software, if you don't understand how something works, if something goes wrong, you are fucked. 
Like you won't know what to do. And even though like in theory that's we thought was true, we had probably seen it like definitively. This kid has made 15K match betting. He's doing some pretty high-end stuff. He's now joined both of us. I had a free call with him. And, he, and I'm like, do you understand this like 80% rule that's taught in Platinum? He's like, no, I don't really understand that with the calculator, the manual lay and all this. And I'm like, how long have you been using Bet before? He's like, oh, I don't know, six, 12 months, whatever. I'm like, but you don't understand this. He's like, no. Nah. I'm like, so I dumbed it down for him. Within 10 minutes, he was like, whoa, like now I get it. And I was, I was like baffled that that... And he's made 15 grand and he's now way more of a weapon match betting. Yeah. He's learned a fundamental like skill of Platinum. Yeah. But like <laughs> that he he's done probably a lot of turnover like he doesn't do any backing only everything he's ever done is he's, he's hedged late yeah, yeah. and he still didn't know like how horse to promo method use, stuff. yeah horse yeah, promo okay. method wow and he's wow. like i don't understand this so what happened when the odds changed on betfair i'm not sure he just copped it well that's baffling no nah, because then you got to go to the calculator you got to go to the tool and you rely on that tool like whereas lenny's just made a video for platinum members that explains sort of how to not use calculators so you can do it on your own. That's the kind of, like, if you don't understand why, how, what, whenever you do something, and you're just relying on being told, you're, you're no hope of, like, you don't think, you don't learn, you don't adapt, like, it's just, you become a robot. Definitely. So, yeah. This is a little bit of a change in trajectory. Yeah. Do you believe in luck? No. no. Can you elaborate on that? Uh, I know your answer to this, but I I want you to elaborate on it. So luck is technically, what's the definition? I'm not sure. The chance of something happening or some bullshit. Yeah, it'd be something like that. That's probability, but yeah. Luck would be like... Luck is a noun. Success or failure apparently brought by chance rather than through one's own actions. Yeah, so tell me one thing. It was just luck... Yeah. That the first kick went in is the example. No, I would say that he used Nutri- the correct technique, and he put. <laughs> well, how did he? How did he know how to kick? Well, he learnt it. Yeah. So okay, name one thing, audience, as well it, that that you that was lucky, and I'll debunk it. You go first. I'm just gonna Google. What is something lucky? Well, like you'd say Tatsulado. Yeah, no, like they're talking about like picking up a coin off the street, yeah, but finding cash. If you didn't have an open mind to look for it, you wouldn't have seen it. So so your thought process is that anything that happens to you yeah. is your own fault. Yeah. What about what about bad luck? Uh, that's fate. Interesting. But then So there's no but, such thing as good luck. But what's bad what's bad luck? What's bad? Well, we're talking about you, so I'm going to use something that happened in your life, and you've shared this previously. Your old man got sick yeah. and passed away, and I'd say that's bad luck. Yeah. Like, that's stiff. But it's, You have no control over but that. But that could, I could argue that that's now positively affected yeah. the family. That's true. So, like, it may seem like the end of the world. Like, he passed so away, the he thing had one of the shittest diseases ever, MND. He died two and a half years, lost his speech, couldn't walk, all that shit. That was terrible. But, like... During that time, I made fucking hustler. So, like, what? I could have sat there sulking and crying and shit. And instead, I decided, well, hang on. This is someone's life. It ended at 55. Yeah, so I'm going to start does. doing something yeah, yeah. with mine. Yeah. And no, the way I way live my life now has been affected by that. So, like, I'll go and travel. If I wanted to go to fucking holiday tomorrow, I'll just go. No, you wouldn't. 
well, I've got a business. I've got to fucking <laughs> Hold talk to you people. But no, that's a, that's a fair way of principle. looking at it. So like, if if something good happens, yeah, you've you've put yourself in a position for that to happen to you. And if something bad happens, it's only bad if you perceive it to be bad. Well, obviously, it's that you can say like, if someone gets hit by a car, dies. If I die after this, getting in a car, like post this, I oh, got unlucky, maybe. But uh, maybe <laughs> I was gonna die anyway. <laughs> but the point is, like, it's it's just that's what happened. Like, deal with it. Like, it sounds really morbid and like brutal. No, nah, but say it's, that. it's fully true. Just, just like how you feel doesn't matter. Correct. There's a what song is it? There's a song, I think. Uh, fuck don't ask me what song it is I heard it yesterday it says like time dilutes emotions which can be taken like very very different ways like for example you could use the system how you feel after five tips of negative five in a row yeah but in in 12 months you ain't gonna feel about those tips and the same goes when like for example they, they say the best thing to like get over a death or something is like time. Time heals most things, um, which dilutes emotions, time dilutes emotions. The, the, the less, the more you zoom out, the less like influence that has on the short term. So if something happens, yeah, great, you can feel shit, but like at the end of the day, unless you are no longer but here in what? six months, yeah, you're going to get over it and you're going to go one of two ways. Yeah, you but if cry you about it yeah. or you're going to get better over it. So it's like... Because if you don't get over it, like, then what? Well, then you're fucking going to be sulking for another Yeah, but then, because that's what I mean. So then what? Like, oh, like, you know, you could easily be like, you know, my my dad died, life sucks. But it's like, but but then what? Mm. You got to keep going. Like, and that's why uh, you didn't rinse me. But on Saturday, I was probably like a little bit direct to a member in the community that was talking about like, you know, tough day after five races. And like he he was trying to say the right thing, and I obviously misinterpreted it. Yeah. And he said like you know good day for between between the years or whatever it was. Yeah. I interpreted that as like it's a good day to like to like focus on your mindset yeah. or like get your mindset stronger. And I more interpreted it as like it's been six races, yeah. like this is what's a day kind of thing. Yeah. But like how you said it before, like how how you feel, it doesn't matter. No. Because if you feel good, if you feel bad, if you can't be fucked, if you're lethargic, if you feel energetic, doesn't matter. If you, and let's just use a system, for example, if you follow for 12 months, yeah. you'll make 320 units of profit. Doesn't matter how you feel. Yeah. So like one, how you feel on one Saturday yeah. when we have a fill up or how you feel when we lose 10 units on a day, it, do, it actually doesn't matter. No. And once you understand that it doesn't matter... You're just like, fuck, just get the reps in. Just keep doing it. And if I keep doing it, I'm yeah. going to make this money. But this is why I like losing days is because you actually fast track. Yeah, well, I get that, that now. Quicker. I used to hate having a losing day. Because I'd be like, fuck, people are going to jump off. But No, nah, but you're fast tracking them understanding it. Yeah. Understanding what you just said. But even though some of them won't, they'll just fuck off. Yeah, Other yeah. people are going to go from 20% understanding that to 60. They won't straight away, but in three months, they'll be there. And then in 12 months, you'll be someone in the community who will never jump off because you just know it can't lose. Plus anyone that was in there for November or even not even November, the last two weeks yeah. of November where we met like minus 24 or whatever, worst ever two-week period, they're, like they're still here now. That's good. And oh, they're, But they're never, like nah. they won't even care now. But this is the thing, like back then- They're bulletproof. That was bad luck. Yeah, true. Brother, that's I just, good. Yeah, I, bad luck. I just in joined, hindsight- I just joined now. Nah. Fuck. 
bro, that's but you're still the best here. thing that, that could have happened to you. Because genuinely now, is though. You are fucking miles ahead. Yeah, I agree. And you can see it as well. I'd say I'd say heaps of those people that joined in that period yeah. bought platinum at the end of December because yeah. it was like, holy fuck, I've like I've I fully get this now. Yeah. And I am gonna be here in twelve months' time, so why not learn everything? <laughs> I, I fully agree. So yeah, maybe maybe you are right about that. I don't have really anything else down written down, but like you spoke about goals. If I sat down with you again in twelve months' time in this office, mm. And I don't want to put, I, I don't like putting numbers on it, but like what, what actions will you have taken over the next 12 months to consider the next 12 months of success? For me or don't everything? Worry. I would say for you. So one goal I've got this year is to um, help build a, a business with my fiance. So she bakes. Bakery, yep. Um, and she makes elite like cookies. I hate cookies, but... They are elite. Mate, no, they're, they're, they're fucking, fucking good, Everyone good eats sweets. and thinks they're yeah, fucking they're elite. Sweets. So I want to make Keep a business with that. Yep. With her. Um, so as in like you want to get that up and running or are you saying like that you want it to be a full-blown profitable business by the end of the year? Both. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, that, so that's a, that's a non-business related goal in terms of... What about another hustler? non-business related goal? Nothing to do with System Hustler. Uh, I think my fitness goals uh, definitely need to be more of a priority compared to the last couple of years. So uh, I don't know, like maybe commit to a program for like 12 months. A flag or are you retired? Yeah, definitely. You need to win a flag, premiership, senior premiership. Yep. Twos doesn't count for me anyway. Uh, that, Jesus but again, gosh. that's something that I don't want to control. I can't control. So like I can have a crack. I think that the flag, like the result, is probably the goal now. Like, that's the only reason I'm still playing. But at the same time, I'm aware that, like, if I don't achieve that, like, it's not because of me. Like, there's a team. Whereas I feel like if this business doesn't grow or the other thing doesn't grow or if I don't go to the gym, like, that's my problem. Like, I can do my best in a footy team, but, like, at the end of the day, a lot of other fucking things have to happen to, to that to, to start to align there. So, and only one team wins it every year. So, that... Uh, in terms of another personal goal, or that's enough? Oh, I was just going to say, and then the last one was going to be like this business. But I don't think, like, I don't want to set like goals. I think it's more so yeah. like what, what if in 12 months time we're, we're still operating at a super high capacity, like what does that look like for you only? For example, like you're not going to be editing vlogs. Nah. I think- I'm more thinking like, what are you going to be, are you going to be coaching the weapons? Are you going to be like, what are you going to be doing? Um. Yeah, like I think spending ninety, eighty to ninety percent of my time on two things. That is, um, either mentoring, mm-hmm. like weapons, mm-hmm. or and or filming content, mm-hmm. making more general stuff mm-hmm. that isn't match betting. But I don't but, know but if that's part that, of like, business. That I don't know. pushes people along. The trajectory of their life. Correct. So life, life growth, not just match betting. Yeah. Like everything, like being a better person, like inter- not just as a, as like a human, like getting better at everything. Yeah. That's. Yeah, no, I, well, I think you already do that in the community. And I think people that have done really well in here have been pushed, motivated and inspired by you. So I have no doubt that if you do that, you know, like yeah. a broader sense that, that other people will will benefit from that i think that was i think that was, oh, i enjoyed that i think that was elite and i'm sure that 
the people listening to this, whether they know you or not, will find that pretty fascinating. So that was enjoyable. Can we answer the question everyone asks, why don't I bet anymore? Oh, yeah, we can. We don't want to do that one. I mean, we can we can, kind of we can finish times. up with that, but it doesn't matter. No, bad luck. I think I think that if you got to the end of this, you don't work it out, and and you yeah, and you can't work out why JP doesn't spend any of his spare time betting, then maybe you need to listen to it again. <laughs> but that's pretty fair. Surely, to be honest. No, it is. Yeah. So listen to it again if you can't work that so out, ask, and if you can, I ask you a question. Nah, let's make this one about you. But I was going to say in the comments. On the in the comment section of YouTube, if you if you've got to the end of this, write in the comments why JP doesn't bet anymore. And let's see who was listening. Thanks for listening. See you right. next time. See ya. Well done in getting to the end of the podcast. Hear me out for the next forty five seconds. On your screen, you're going to be seeing some highlights of some stuff that happens in my personal life, travel, hobbies, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And something that I haven't really done personally in the four years of running these companies with the boys is show everyone what happens behind the scenes in my personal life and it's something i want to have a crack at doing in 2024 so give me a follow on the social media accounts they're going to be all linked in the description of the youtube you can get me on instagram twitter twitch where i play chess tiktok and then eventually putting some stuff onto youtube as well if you have any questions about the podcast make sure you leave them in the comments subscribe to the youtube and if you're someone who's yet to start match betting go and do the free course. It's also linked in the description. See you next time.